Hello there and welcome back in to Talking Catholic with David O'Gray. This podcast here is part three of a four-part series in which I'm talking about the state of the predominantly black Catholic Church. In the previous podcast, I talked about and I demonstrated and I explained how the normative racist tendencies of that day to separate blacks from whites, Jim Crowism, is what led to the birth of the Jim Crow Black Catholic Church. The American Catholic Church, both pre and post Civil War, despite the pleadings from the Vatican, have fallen into a mental bondage to accept the, the hatred, the prejudice, and the racism against black Americans. And black Catholics have fallen into, have become victims of that same sin. Now, to be sure, Jim Crowism segregation is contrary to the just basic Catholic idea of there being one universal people of God. That's the Catholic idea. And segregation is just naturally opposed to that. But in America, America has always been an immigrant country, but it's also been a country who hasn't always liked immigrants. So you've always had in this country these Catholic communities based upon ethnicity. Um, you've had German Catholic communities, uh, Italian Catholic communities, um, Irish Catholic communities, now Hispanic Catholic communities, again, based um, established because of these people being in near proximity to one another. Now, eventually all these churches fail because, again, they're contrary to the Catholic idea. There's no segregation in Catholicism. Um, the liturgy itself is naturally just uh, opposed to that. And even these neighborhoods that are established eventually dissipates. After a few generations, other people move in and um, the younger generations move out. So even these communities, um, they eventually fail as well. Now, the black Catholic community was a, a bit different. It was not established because blacks were in near proximity to one another um, because they were immigrants or anything like that. Rather, the Jim Crow, the black Catholic church was established intentionally because white Catholics did not want to be around black Catholics. They did not want to be around them. They did not want to see them. And that's why the black Catholic church was intentionally established again due to racism, prejudice and hatred. It could have been very easy back then to establish a Catholic church for both whites and black Catholics to worship together, receive the Holy Eucharist together, stand in communion line together, kneel together, pray together. But the Catholic Church chose not to. In this way, though, the Catholic Church had the potential to end racism in this country from the very beginning. But it chose not to. The Catholic Church had the opportunity the potential to even in the institution of slavery worldwide, including in this country, in America, from the very beginning, but it chose not to. Rather, it chose to support the racism, hatred, and prejudice against blacks, against Africans, and their descendants. Racism was the motive. Even black religious orders played into this game. Black religious orders were not allowed to have missions for all Catholics. No, black religious orders had to have missions just for black Catholics and black Americans. Even black religious orders, their mission itself was based upon Jim Crowism. In the final two podcasts, I want to talk about two 
are the most harmful consequences of black Catholics being put away. In this podcast, I'm going to explain how Jim Crowism has affected, negatively harmed all black communities in America. There are four things that are destroying the black community in America. Hint, white supremacy is not one of them. But all four of these things, the Catholic Church actually teaches the opposite of. Therefore, the Catholic Church had an opportunity, has the potential to aid the black community in the social and political space, to uplift it, but it has chosen not to. You see, it's what we've done. And what we failed to do. And it all begins after this eight second introduction to Talking Catholic. Fatherless homes, abortion, incarceration, and illiteracy, combined with just a lack of good educational opportunities, are the four things in the four areas that black Americans are harmed and have been pushed back more than any other group in America, especially in urban centers, those places where you find the predominant number of black Catholic churches. These areas are also places where you find a Democratic Party in control and where you find a liberal agenda in full throttle. It's a matter of fact, not opinion, that the liberal agenda of the Democratic Party has for nearly 50 years been trying to replace the man in the home. They've done this in a number of ways by the trying to destroy the family, especially the black family. Um, well, one way in particular is by um, attaching um, welfare benefits, awarding welfare benefits at a higher level to women who are not married. Women who are single, right? They get more aid from the government, Section 8, government housing, welfare, food stamps, benefits. They get more of that if they're not married. Again, the agenda of the Democrat Party is a socialist agenda to become um, the father, in a sense, become the parents of, in a sense, to the populace and especially to women. So in this way, they've replaced the man in the home. They've given no uh, means of incentive or encouragement for men to be responsible for the children that they have. And, and also, in couple with that, another way they've destroyed the family is by the promotion, the liberal promotion of the homosexual agenda, attempting to normalize homosexualism, especially in the black community. You, you see this, this, this normalization, especially with black men taking place. It's to the point today that you see 75 percent of black children are being raised, 75 percent of black children are, are being raised in a single parent home. That is nearly double some other ethnic groups, other races in this country. 75%, only 25%, only one in four of black children are being raised by their biological mother and father. And that is all due to a systematic attack by the Democrats on the black family. Another attempt by the Democrats and liberal agenda to destroy the black family has been through abortion. They've attempted to kill 
as many black children as possible through abortion. And in fact, this was the vision of Margaret Sanger, who's the founder of Planned Parenthood. The liberal agenda the Democrats have placed these Planned Parenthood centers and other abortion providers, they have placed countless numbers of these in or in within walking distance to nearly every black community in America. And it's gotten to the point today where between 33% to 50%, sometimes over 50%, depending where you're living at, black children are aborted or lynched in the womb. One in three sometimes half in places like New York City, half of black children are aborted. Now, now that we're in our third generation of abortion, um, we're missing an estimated 60 million black Americans because not only are we missing those three generations of children who were lynched in a womb, but also we're missing the children they would have had the children they would have had. So we're, we're missing. I was born in 1972. So we're missing. Um, abortion started in 1973. So we're missing people from my generation. And my generation of people now have grandchildren. So um, we're, we're missing three generations now of black Americans. But again, this attack, this genocide against black Americans has been systemic. It's been intentional. Just read the 1969 Jaffe memo by Planned Parenthood. This was an intentional genocide, an intentional attack on black Americans by the Democratic Party to reduce the number, to keep the population of black Americans very low in this country, to limit their influence and power. Urban schools run by Democrats, again, show low graduation rates, high dropout rates, and high illiteracy rates. These numbers create, for the people in this community, very little opportunity for them to have to be successful in, in the workforce and to have opportunities to even start their own businesses. See, lack of opportunity is then what creates the fact that 33% of black men will go to prison at some time in their life. It is also a matter of fact, not of opinion, that the Catholic Church teaches the opposite, the complete opposite of how black Americans have been influenced to act through the liberal agenda. The Catholic Church teaches that sex is for marriage and that children are for marriage and that marriage is between one man and one woman and that is permanent. The Catholic Church teaches that life begins at the moment of conception and that any act to destroy that life to lynch that life in a womb is a grave sin. The Catholic Church has a long history of establishing schools to lift people out of that physical bondage. Now, the Democratic Party idea, the, the plantation idea of education where blacks essentially still are not allowed to read. In, in some school districts run by Democrats, you have over 70 percent of black boys who are not able to read at over a third grade level. They're, they're illiterate in high school. So the, the Catholic Church calls the, the development of people in society through education a right and a duty that allows them to contribute to the common good and the, their free participation 
as God's people in society. The Democratic Party idea of a, a plantation educational system is opposed to that, which, again, leads to a lack of opportunity, which oftentimes then leads to prison incarceration. Yet, despite this centuries-old plan of the Democratic Party to keep black Americans or Africans and their descendants in bondage, in slavery, first, first physical, but then later mental, but nonetheless still bondage, though now it's through economic a bondage of economy, of poverty, but still ripping families apart at the seams. But despite that, right? Despite the fact that a lived out Catholic faith and an evangelized Catholic faith in the same communities where you have all these black Catholic churches who, if they just lived out the faith, practiced the faith, taught the faith, evangelized the faith, could change the whole paradigm in a whole, you know, and, and just, 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 just revolutionize, just completely change the trajectory of these communities forever in their family. But this, despite that, despite nothing, nothing has changed. Nothing has happened in centuries positive in these communities due to the Catholic Church doing anything <laughs> whatsoever. But, but despite that, in, in 2012, on the eve, on the eve of the most pro-homosexual, pro-abortion president that this country has ever had. You had a sitting U.S. bishop, a black one at that, um, Bishop Edward, Edward K. Braxton of the Diocese of Belleville, Illinois, speaking at the 11th National Black Catholic Congress in um, Indianapolis um, at the opening mass um, talking about Trying to play even-handed, talking about um, Barack Obama and Mitt Romney, saying, "Oh well, there's there's pros and cons of each." Yeah, just pros and cons of each. You know, they're they're just kind of the same, right? But you had Barack Obama, a president, again, the most pro-homosexual, pro-abortion president this country ever had, but was persecuting, literally persecuting the Catholic Church through his Healthy Human Services religious mandate, persecuting the Catholic Church, forcing Catholic institutions to offer contraception through his um, um, Affordable Care Act, what was forcing Catholic hospitals to potentially have to abort babies without any protection of conscience for um, the, the health workers there, um, forcing potentially Catholic hospitals to perform perform euthanasia to kill old people who are sick. Despite that, this bishop was playing, trying to tell these black Catholics here, gathered as conquerors at the opening mass, well, you know, these two people are running for president. They're still the same. In fact, he was saying here, he says, um, he, he said, both candidates at the opening mass, mind you, he says, he's saying that both candidates are imperfect human beings. That's his homily. Both candidates are imperfect human beings, he said. Um, and he said, the American political system does not produce saviors for the nation or knights in shining armor who fulfill all of their hopes and expectations. Neither President Obama nor former Governor Romney espouses positions consistent with the teachings of the Catholic Church on important moral social and economic issues. 
This is what a sitting U.S. bishop addressing by Catholics had to say on the eve of the most pro-homosexual, pro-abortion, anti-Catholic being re-elected as president of the country. This is what he had to say at the opening mass. At an 1865 Baltimore convention-like precipice, when the Catholic Church back then, after slavery was over, they, they have a, had opportunities just to do something for black Americans. They, just, just do something, but chose to do nothing. Here, at this moment, Bishop Braxton, he, he's in this like moment, this precipice, when he could, he could have said something to these black Catholics to bring them out of the, the bondage that they are to the Democratic Party, but But it's not like it even mattered. I mean, even if it was what he said, even if he said something, it, it, it didn't matter. Because every time he did mention the name Romney, he was booed. Yes, yes, my friends. Booed at Mass, at the opening Mass of this National Black Catholic Congress. Every time Bishop Braxton mentioned the name Romney, he was booed. Yes, booed at mass by these Catholics in, in, in attendance. I mean, and even at the end of mass, when, when Bishop Braxton, and you know, he could have, you know, he's sitting up there doing mass, you know, perhaps after the homilies thinking about this, but man, they booed me. These people are partisans. These people have been purchased by the Democrats. I mean, so he comes back out at the end of mass and he could have just really addressed this. He's like, you know what, you guys, you know, you're sellouts, you're sellout Catholics, you're voting your race not your faith. You know, he's going to say just something powerful, right? But no, no. He's, he says this. He doesn't admonish them, right? He doesn't tell them to lead the plantation. You know, he, he doesn't act like he's Harriet Tubman. He's not trying to free these slaves. No, he says, he, say, he says, make sure you guys register to vote. I'm not telling you how to vote. No, just make sure you register to vote. Take time to, take the time needed to study carefully the positions of the contenders. Read, think, Dispute, decide, read, discuss, debate some more, pray to the Holy Spirit for guidance, reconsider your decision, and vote. Now, in all honesty, I don't, I don't blame the bishop here. I don't. Even if he were to tell them the truth at that moment, that as Catholics, we are not allowed to vote for political, can political candidates who promote intrinsic evils Things that just by their very nature are evil, such as abortion, homosexuality, and persecution of the Catholic Church. We're, we're just not, that's grave matter. We just aren't allowed to do that. We, we would have to go to confession if we did. These things are grave matter. But even if he said that, he would have been laughed off the altar. Why? Because the Jim Crow Catholic Church has been purchased by the Democratic Party. That's a matter of fact, not opinion. It was purchased around the same time that the Democratic Party purchased the Protestant Church. The Democratic the Democratic Party has successfully convinced Black Americans that their that their 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 identity, their racial identity, is tied um, to voting Democrat. That is what it means to be black in America, to be culturally black, and for most black Americans, that's important to be culturally black. It means that you must vote Democrat. Um, and, and it's really a strange thing, isn't it? That, that to be black in America 
It means that you still have to be a slave to the party who fought a war to keep your ancestors a slave. To be black in America means you still have to be to a, a slave to the party who enslaved your ancestors. I mean, the Democratic Party deserves a Nobel evil prize for this trickery <laughs> that they've, they've, they've accomplished on black Americans for nearly 80 years now. Call it Stockholm Syndrome. Call it cult mentality. The Democratic parties, they still own black Americans. And there's nothing that Bishop Braxton could have said that day to set his people free. No. Black Catholics, well, the majority of black Catholics who belong to these predominantly black Catholic church communities, Jim Crow churches, the majority of them vote their race rather than their faith because also because of bishops like people like Bishop Braxton who for centuries just put these black Catholics away into these Jim Crow Catholic churches just just far away out of way and left them there abandoned them didn't support them didn't challenge them to convert their communities just just nothing just just put them away far away from white Catholics and, and because of that the black Catholic Church you know they, they had a choice they they Rather than just to live their faith the best they knew as Catholics distinctly and, and being the set-apart people, they, they've done what most people do in their environments when they're not supported. They look for support structures. And they've, unfortunately, the Jim Crow Catholic Church decided that they were going to be like Protestants. They were going to be like black Protestants. And that's why they, the majority of them live their life and vote exactly like black Protestants do. This is why when you visit the office of the Black Catholic Ministry of the, the Diocese of Providence, Rhode Island, go to their website and you'll see a quote from President Barack Obama. Yes, the, the president who hated the Catholic Church, at least what the Catholic Church teaches, um, actually teaches on faith and morals. And this is why you go down to um, Xavier University of Louisiana, historically black Catholic university, and go there to their commencement ceremony annually, almost annually. They're always giving away honor degrees and awards to people who hate what the Catholic Church teaches. This is the Jim Crowism. This is the fruits of being pushed away and set apart far away and not supported, endorsed, or anything. Um, and this is. And this is why you have Sister Addie Lorraine, a sister of Notre Dame and a, and a longtime educator and author, say, say this. I think what Obama, talking about Barack Obama, has invited the nation to be, to do, to see, are in fact the very same things, even though he doesn't necessarily use religious language, to see the dignity of the human person to see that all of us are created in the likeness of God. And this is why you had Jesuit father, Jesuit, right? Uh, father Brian Massingo of Marquette University say, <clears throat> there's enthusiasm for Barack Obama because people agree with his character, ability, and temperament. I mean, this is what you had notable black Catholics saying about a man who hates what the Catholic Church teaches, who hates human life, who hates God-given sexuality. Why? Because the majority of black Catholics in these Jim Crow black Catholic churches vote their race and not their faith. They're, they're enemies 
of their own, they, they sabotage their own faith in the sense they vote against their own church because they've been hoodwinked to believe that race is more important than faith. They, they've been purchased by the Democratic Party. They've been hoodwinked into this agenda to vote their race and not their faith. Then you have other black bishops like Wilson Gregory, um, now uh, Archbishop Wilson Gregory of the Diocese, Archdiocese of Washington, D.C., but formerly Bishop of Atlanta. Very few bishops in the United States have done more than Wilson Gregory to promote the homosexual agenda. Few have done more than him, especially when he is the, um, the Bishop of Atlanta. Wilson Gregory is a certified member of, of what we call in the church the, the gay mafia. But in, in Atlanta, uh, when it, well, you had the black community, when, when the black community in Atlanta uh, was suffering from HIV at epic proportions, just being ripped apart at the seams, when, when homosexuality was just being normalized and um, through, throughout the city and, and black men and black women being homosexualized um, through liberal agenda, here was Wilson Gregory promoting so allowing to have celebrated gay masses. Gay masses, I don't even know what that is. Um, but he was promoting um, the heretical and um, apostate New Ways Ministry, which is a ministry which is heretical, which has this, some sort of ministry to um, turn the church gay by changing what the Catholic Church teaches. New Ways Ministry doesn't like the fact that the Catholic Church calls homosexual acts intrinsically evil. Um, it wants they wants to change all that. It wants to normalize homosexuality in the Catholic Church. But he's he's promoting that ministry. He's hosting Jesuit Jamie Martin um, uh, in in his diocese and, and doing anything else gay in his diocese that he um, that he can really get his hands on. And uh, the city of Atlanta, I mean, has one of the largest black populations in the United States. Tremendous opportunity there to evangelize to black Americans by just showing them the Catholic difference to bring them out of Protestantism. Um, but no, <laughs> no, no, that's not why the gay mafia sent Gregory to Atlanta. His, his, his job was not to um, convert any black Americans. Again, again, this, this podcast is called They Hate Black Catholics. The Catholic Church doesn't want more black Catholics here. No, so you, you don't send somebody um, <laughs> like, like Cardinal Burke to Atlanta. No, you don't, you don't send any Orthodox bishop to Atlanta. Anyone that's really interested in anything Catholic, that's not why you send them to Atlanta. Because you don't, the, one of the largest city of black Americans, you, you don't send a black person black, uh, or a bishop there who's interested in converting black Americans. They know you send, send someone there who is intent on destroying the Catholic Church even further. And that's what Wilson Gregory was doing in Atlanta. I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm, I'm not supposed to talk about these things. I'm not supposed to drop any names like I've been dropping. I, I, I know. I'm, I'm just supposed to talk about how, how beautiful the liturgy is in black Catholic churches. I'm supposed to talk about how um, rich the, the history of the black Catholic churches, uh, how rich their history is. I know, I know. I'm not, I'm not supposed to be saying what I'm saying. I know. Um, but I'm saying it because it needs to be said. I'm, say, I'm saying it because nobody else is, is addressing it. I'm, I'm saying it because we have a problem here. We, we have the proverbial pink elephant in a room and no one even wants to look at it.
Now, I, I know I'm not the only one that has recognized the, the systematic racism and, and prejudice against by Catholics in their own church, by their own church. I know that. But, but no one else seems to be tying this whole thing together. We just want to stop there. Oh, yeah, we're victims. Right? But no one wants to tie the whole thing together, recognize the fact that the Jim Crow Catholic Church has been sold and bought by the Democratic Party. And all this stuff ties together. That the Jim Crow Catholic Church has become a political wing, a political action wing of the Democratic Party. No, no one wants to talk about it. No one wants to tie all this together. They're talking about how, how the sick mission... The sick mission of the Democratic Party is being advanced through the Jim Crow Catholic Church. I've heard from priests in places where I've lived, who I've talked to, who have emailed me and they said, David, I understand what you're, what you're saying, but I can't talk about these things in, in the church. They, they won't let me. They, they say if I talk about abortion or if I, I talk about homosexuality, it, it, it sounds too Republican. I, I can't talk about these things. They, they, they won't let me. You, you see what I'm saying? that The fact that Bishop Braxton was booed at a National Black Conference um, convention at a mass tells you this. I, I didn't even have to tell you what these priests have told me. Because I already told you the story about him being booed at a mass when he mentioned Romney. But, but see, this, this is what's going on here. No one's tying all this together in telling you that we have a problem here with the Jim Crow Black Catholic Church is being run and operated by the Democratic Party to destroy the communities that they are in. Look, I said it years ago and I said it again. You don't believe me that I said it years ago? If you're watching on YouTube, just click a link here or otherwise look it in the description box of this video. And you'll see a video I published years ago. Go watch it when I was younger, right? Didn't have all this gray hair. <laughs> and I said it then that the black Catholic church can save the black community. It can save it. It has everything. Everything that Catholic church teaches is what the black community needs to hear. Because everything they're doing, all, the, all those things that they're, they're doing is just destroying them. That's just destroying the communities, destroying their families. The Catholic church teaches the opposite. They, they just need to hear it. And a black Catholic church is in, in a prime position to give it to them. They have the medicine. They have the remedy. They have the cure to, um, to, to cure what ails the black community. Everything. The Catholic church has it. And the black Catholic church is right there to just to be a hospital for that community. It could free the black community. From, from slavery to the Democratic Party just by teaching the faith. Just by authentically teaching and living the faith. But I'm going to say something right now that I didn't say in that video years ago. Because I, I believe it now. I was an optimist back then. I'm always a romantic. Right? I'm always optimistic. But I just have to keep it real now. All right? It's not going to happen. It's not. The Jim Crow Catholic Church is not going to do any of that. It's not. It's not until it, it, it can't give. This is this is basic here. This is basic. I'm about, I'm, about to, I'm about to minister to you real quick here. You can't give away what you don't have. All right. You can't give away what you don't have. You can't give away what you haven't received. 
right? A slave can't set another slave free. <laughs> that, that's just basic. I'm not being mean. I'm, I'm just keeping it real. You can't give away what you don't have, right? So, so until the Jim Crow Black Catholic Church, um, Forrest believes the faith, receives the authentic faith and lives it, they can't give it away, right? Hurt people, hurt people, sick people get people sick. That's just, that's just, that's just how it is, all right? But this has been Talking Catholic with David O. Gray. I'm interested, to, I'm interested in seeing what you have to say in a comment box, you know? What do you think? Am, am I wrong? Am I wrong? Watch the next video. In that video, we're going um, to talk about the final video. We're going to talk about the next thing is the liturgy. The liturgy. Um, it all comes down to that. And there's been some consequences of the Jim Crow Catholic Church being put away and being abandoned, left astray. Uh, there's been some consequences with the Black Catholic liturgy. I know I'm not supposed to talk about that. I'm only supposed to talk about how awesome it is. All right? I know. But watch the next video. All right, and give me your thoughts on that one. But until then, and until next time, blessings and shalom to you and to yours.